Um, and then, you know, then we got to see him uh, uh, in Giant Stadium. Uh, one, I think the second last night, and that's when they're doing, uh, he was doing the full albums and he did Born to Run that night, which uh, was incredible. I, I, I had no idea what to uh, expect. You know, I was looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, when, when Thunder Road starts, it, it just pulls you in and, and you know that you're, you're seeing and hearing something uh, that, that was, was going to be so incredible. But as it wore on, you, you really, it really just uh, captures you, uh, mesmerizes you, you know, and, and, I, and I distinctly remember getting to the end of meeting across the river, you know, the last little notes play, uh, the trumpet uh, finishes what it's doing, and then the piano starts, and it was so magical uh, on that evening, and, and we had such a nice evening that night, too, it was, uh, it was, I think it was uh, in, down in, in the States, it was Columbus Day weekend or and our Thanksgiving up in Canada. Uh, so it was going into a long weekend, but it was so warm that night too. It was, it was just a perfect night. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lessing Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is a new friend, uh, thanks to the magic of the internet, mm -hmm. uh, Donnie Garrow is joining me. Donnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks very much. And thank you very much for having me. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear your Bruce story, but to start out, uh, tell us a little about yourself. Give us your elevator pitch, so to say. All right. Um, let me just take care of some of these things here that are coming up. Um, so I am 44 years old. I am from, I live in Ottawa, Ontario, uh, Canada. Um, I grew up just down the road in a place called Peterborough. Um, I guess in terms of uh, my relationship to Bruce Springsteen. So uh, that's been ongoing for, gosh, I, I got to say about, we'll say 34, 35 years. Very nice. Um, maybe even longer. Uh, so uh, that began, we'll say back in the mid eighties. Um, strangely enough, I guess it happened through another odd relationship that I've had through my life with, uh, with professional wrestling. So, uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to look forward to how we connect those two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always love, um, I love all my guests, but I always have a great time talking to my friends up North in Canada. Okay. Uh, there, so I was very thrilled you're here and joining us. Um, so, well, Donnie, I always like to start at the beginning. Okay. So you mentioned you grew up kind of near there, but talk about growing up. What kind of music did you listen to as a kid? Was your family into music? Oh gosh. Yes. So my dad uh, is, is very much into music. It's, it's one of the, uh, the um, things that I think we, we grew up around a lot. So, and, and he, his, his taste in music is, is very much rooted in, in rock and roll um jazz uh blues um so we we had music uh, around us all the time especially in the car i guess you know as 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 many people i guess would have been exposed to it um uh, my dad made a lot of mixtapes uh so you know we had it all we had elvis we had chuck berry 
Um, we had, you know, I, I remember very much Fleetwood Mac uh, being on, on the radio or on the tape player or on a stereo a lot. Um, you know, and, and that's just the, the cusp of it. So th there's, there's so much music around us. Uh, and, and of course, one of those things that, that I started here was Bruce Springsteen. Um, but uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, I, I came through that through uh, other, um, exposed uh, to Bruce through other media as well. So, so, yeah. uh, so what, what time period is this? What, what year is this when you're young and with your family? So this would have been, I guess, in the mid eighties. So around okay. 83, 84, okay. um, around that time. Uh, All right. you know, yeah. And, and how about, um, like I graduated high school in 1977, so I'm older <laughs> than dirt, but like when, when you got into high school and you know, what time period was that? And what kind of music did you listen to in high school? So that would have been right around 1990, uh, okay. so the early 90s when I went into high school. So uh, at this point, you know, I, I definitely was very much into Bruce Springsteen, although, again, more of that would come later. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. your, your typical pop music, for one. Um, so anything that was pretty much on the radio. Okay. Um, we only had one, two radio stations uh, in Peterborough that played pop rock music uh you know when you got the antenna going at night you, you, you could hear some other things but one of the one of the i guess uh, other big uh, musical um i wouldn't say influences but uh one of the groups that i listened to a lot was guns and roses you know okay. that, that was a big one back in the early 90s uh so so groups like that that kind of music as well that's good uh siblings so i have four siblings uh okay. four brothers there's five of us so okay boys, yeah where are you in the pecking order I'm the second oldest. Okay, so, I, I were you were you influenced by your older brother's uh, choice of music, and did you influence your your younger brothers? Um, I, I would say I was influenced by my older brother's uh, taste in music as well. I mean, he he, uh, he liked really good music as well. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, in terms of my younger brothers, I think um, uh, more so on the the second youngest. He, he's, okay. he's become a big Springsteen fan as well. Uh, the other ones, um, I'd say a fair bit. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, my uh, the, the the brother right after me, uh, we shared a room, so he had to listen to a lot of what I listened to. So well, yes, yeah. So he he got to hear a lot of Springsteen, and I think for a while maybe he he got to hear too much, uh, too much Springsteen. That's um, that's interesting. I see that pattern a lot in siblings, where you're either the older brother or older sister influences you or sometimes the younger brother or sister just rebels, right? Cause they want to find their own voice, their own kind of music. So um, that, that is not an uncommon story. No. Well, you've, you've mentioned, you, you've kind of known Bruce your whole life, mm -hmm. but you also mentioned that you got this through wrestling. So how did you discover Bruce? And you got to tell me this wrestling connection. <laughs> so uh, I, I was, uh, I think we were over at my grandparents' house and uh, I, we, we weren't watching wrestling yet, but uh, my cousins, I guess, were, were into it at the time. So it was on late at night, Saturday night's main event. And uh, at the time, they didn't have a lot of their entrance music. I, they, they played really whatever music was out there, um, rock music, whatever to help with their entrances. And there was a, a group called the, or a tag team called the U.S. Express. And um, they came out to Born in the USA. I don't think they really understood the song. 
I think they like the idea that it's a born in the USA. Yes. Uh, so that's their, that's the theme, uh, the, the song they came out to. Um, I, I, I liked, you know, we got into wrestling right then and there. Um, but, uh, you know, so there's a lot of energy, but I, I, that song stuck with me. Um, and then I think it probably was on the way home. We heard it again. My dad had, 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 um, one of the he he mixed tapes so he had uh, uh got some springsteen music on one of his uh from born in the usa on one of his mixtapes and so there it was again that born in the usa so uh that song kind of stuck with me and uh, i i kept you know playing that song and some of the other songs that my dad had recorded after that uh up until the point where um you know my parents uh, for my birthday uh, bought me the born in the usa album and and that's the that's the album i played over and over again for uh many years until uh you know tunnel glove would come out uh not really discovering some of the earlier music from his library yet uh that would that would come a few years later so i always ask this question donnie but it's i know sometimes it's hard to put in words but can you articulate what about that music that specific song and that album what about bruce spoke to you at the time uh, his passion uh, you know okay. uh, like I, I i could see how people probably don't even or really regard uh born in the usa much as singing but there was always something right from the start that i uh, that, that uh, you know just sort of hit me with with the way that he he's you know screams he balls that that, that song um you know th there's something there was something so passionate about it that uh i you know it, it caught me and uh and yeah i i was really taken with that um and then with the rest of the album i i just at that point in time it was it was more of the music than anything uh, you know i would i would really you know discover the lyrics and start to relate to things uh in my later years but uh at the time i really just enjoyed the music a lot the so as you're kind of going through and you mentioned you go to tunnel of love you're you know kind of the follow-up album mm -hmm. when did you start going back and looking to more of the catalog so that really happened when i when i got my first job so uh, okay. uh i turned uh, 16 and uh got my first job uh and got money and uh, th it was something that, uh, you know, I just didn't have the ability to uh, really explore um, at that point in time. Uh, my dad liked Bruce Springsteen, but, uh, you know, he, he I, don't, I don't know how much or how well he knew of his er earlier catalog. Um, so when, as soon as I had that first paycheck and, and we did a little bit of traveling because, you know, again, in, in a small town in Canada, we, we didn't have a ton to choose from and they aren't going to have a lot of those th that older work so we went on the road we went down into new york uh and uh the first time i i crossed into you know the malls there and found some music stores i, I bought everything i could that that's that's kind of funny um uh, you know a road trip you know to explore albums you know the music store like okay um i I, when I was um, like in 78, 77, 78, when I first discovered the Beach Boys, um, 
I had never heard music like that before. And I did the same thing. Like every record store I went into, I immediately went to the bees and looked for beach boys to see, is there any albums I did not have so that I could pick it up and, and listen to. So that's great. Um, were you, you know, they're all very different. So when you're listening to born to run or darkness or, you know, the river, it's very different than born in the USA. What, what were your thoughts? Uh, honestly, it, 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 you know, it does, it does take you a little bit, not, I, I will say getting used to, but you know, yeah. understanding that it, it's different music. Um, but it didn't take long to really appreciate it. And, and at this point, you know, I'm, I'm starting to grow a little bit and starting to, you know, uh, really try or trying to get, uh, a little more out of the music than 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 just the pleasure of listening to it. Uh, you know, I, I whenever I would get CDs or, or tapes back then, I used to love opening it up and, and actually looking at the lyrics, starting to read the lyrics. Um, so being able to read along with those and and try to understand the song from a different perspective, um, th- that really started to, to forge a connection. So w- with these new albums. Um, it, it was really just a chance to explore, um, and 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 th- that diversity started to reach out. Some of the albums, like the earlier ones, uh, "The Wild and the Innocent" or "And Greetings from As- Asbury Park," um, I didn't really gain an appreciation for those until way later. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I really did, though, uh, really start to have that instant connection to uh, "Born to Run" and "Darkness on the Edge of Town." Those those two albums. Um, they were on repeat and I wore those, those tapes and then the CDs out pretty quickly. That's, that's great. Um, I always like to preface this with the amount of times you've seen Bruce perform live is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are Mm -hmm. based on where you live, economic situations, your age, just a lot of factors go into that. But have you been able to see Bruce perform live? And if so, how many times? Gosh, you know, I, I, Tried to count. Uh, it's it's yeah. not as many as 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 as, as, as some, obviously. Uh, I, I think I, I was at eight or nine. Um, okay. As of the last time I went, so it, it's been a while. But yeah, uh, yeah. Was, and, sorry, go ahead. What was your first show? So the first show was uh, the Ghost of Tom Joe tour. So he was by himself. Okay. Um, so uh, I missed the chance to go uh, with the uh, we'll say the Human Touch Lucky Town band in '92. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that that was. Uh, kind of a big regret at the time, but, uh, so got that chance in, in, in early 96 to go. So, uh, mm-hmm. we went, uh, to see him, my brother, my dad, and a friend of my brother's, so we went to see him in Toronto. That was the first show. And, and that, that was obviously going to be a much different show from what I would see years later, but right. um, it was still, uh, it was, it was an amazing show. And that, that experience, even if it's not the street band, you know, the full experience, so to speak, yeah. was still, uh, incredible. Yeah. Um, so I can imagine, um, because, you know, that's such a, uh, he did a lot of diverse songs uh, during that tour. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I bet that was kind of important. When did you see him with the band for the first time? Uh, not till 2000. Okay. So uh, he, he came to Toronto and did a, um, a double, uh, uh, or two concerts back to back. So I went to see both of them. Um, it, it's, uh, it was interesting. Um, I had asked a friend 
who lived in Toronto to see if he could get the tickets. And he said he was pretty good at getting good tickets. So he, uh, he, uh, he endeavored to do that. Um, we both seemed to go out, even though he was living in Toronto that the same night before. Uh, and I think both of us had the same idea in mind the night before, which was to drink as much as we could. Um, and so I woke up the next day, called him, you know, just to see if he, he was making his way down there and uh, he, he had slept in. <laughs> so, oh, no. yeah. So um, he's like, listen, I'll, I'll see what I can do. You know, hope against hope that we can figure something out. And I, I was, a little upset so I drove down to the closest ticket master which was about 45 minutes away in another small town and uh, stood in line and got tickets uh, for the first night uh, about as far back as you can possibly be in what was then the Air Canada Center uh, from from the, the stage um, got home um, you know told, got called my friend told him you know listen I, I got some tickets and then he interrupted me before I could even get any further and said are you sitting down and I said I, well I guess I can be now and uh, let me know that he had tickets for the second night uh, which were uh, 10 or 11 rows back from the stage so oh very uh, cool yeah I got the full experience the first night was kind of the uh, the dress rehearsal will say, uh, you know, sitting uh, that far back. And then the next night, you know, sitting there uh, or, or on the floor, you know, 10, 11 rows back uh, was just, yeah, it was, that was the experience that I had waited for. Um, so that's a great story. Mm -hmm. um, do you have other stories about going to shows or meeting up with friends or? Um, I guess the, the other one that, that, that stands out is uh, going to see him um, in New Jersey at Giant Stadium. Okay. Uh, as they were closing Giant Stadium. So oh, it was nice. something, yeah, it, it was something i had always wanted to do. And at this point, I, I you know, uh, I met my now wife. Uh, we were married the year before. So, uh, it, you know, it was something we did together. Um, so we got to go, we, we did our whole like summer fall vacation um down uh down in new jersey uh we went down to cape may um for a couple of days and then made our way up the jersey shore you know i did the tour of, of uh, freehold and um, asbury park and and, and uh, long branch and you know visited all the sites um and then you know then we got to see him uh, uh in giant stadium uh, one, I think the second last night, and that's when they're doing, uh, he was doing the full albums and he did Born to Run that night, which uh, was incredible. I, I, I had no idea what to uh, expect. You know, I was looking forward to it. Um, but, you know, when, when Thunder Road starts, it, it just pulls you in and, and you know that you're, you're seeing and hearing something uh, that, that was, was going to be so incredible. But as it wore on, you, you really, it really just uh, captures you, uh, mesmerizes you, you know, and, and, I, and I distinctly remember getting to the end of meeting across the river, you know, the last little notes play, uh, the trumpet uh, finishes what it's doing, and then the piano starts, and it was so magical uh, on that evening, and, and we had such a nice evening that night, too, it was, uh, it was, I think it was uh, in, down in, in the States, it was Columbus Day weekend or in our Thanksgiving up in Canada. Uh, so it was going into a long weekend, but it was so warm that night too. It was, it was just a perfect night. That's great. Yeah, that, that, that sounds really cool. And I, I've never, I've been to a river show where he did the river in order, mm -hmm. uh, but I haven't done any, I, you know, I didn't make it to any of the other shows. 
you know, where he was doing um, the kind of, you know, the either all albums in a row. So yeah, I think, I think that would be very cool to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's very, very cool. Um, So has, is your dad still just a casual fan or has he become deeper as you've gotten more into it? I think they're, they're, they're a fair bit deeper. I, you know, and and they've gotten to like, they've had to hear me talk about him. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think they, they, they appreciate what they're hearing and um you know he he's an interesting guy uh you know he, he's uh he shares obviously a lot of the same views that we do yeah and uh i i think you know they're they're interested in in him but uh they they really do like his music all my brothers do they've become i, I wouldn't say huge fans with the exception of, of uh my one brother steven but um but they're all fans and, they, and they've all been to shows so you sent me when you sent me an email, right? That uh, you've done a little bit of blogging about Bruce. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, uh, it was something I wanted to do. Uh, a friend of mine and me were talking one night late into the evening, and and we started at that point to put together a list of our favorite Springsteen songs. And uh, that was something where you know we we just kind of put together a list, and uh, throughout the evening, you know, we started to talk about some of the things, and and you know, I realized that 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 the, the songs themselves, and and how they ended up on that list at the time, and that list has changed over over time too, but you know, they meant something to me, and I felt like there was a good story to tell there you know, a story with me and the music, um, you know, my story, but, you know, I guess this, the music serving as a bit of a soundtrack, but, you know, also, you know, it it was an opportunity to talk about the relationship with the music, but also a chance to talk about myself. So how many songs did you end up picking? And uh, because I I went and I read a couple of the entries and I thought they were really well written. Thank you. Uh, How many songs did you end up picking? And, how did you pick them? 50. Okay. Um, so uh, I really went through each album up until a certain point because, you know, he keeps releasing music, thankfully. Yes. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, up until uh, Western Stars, actually. And initially, I didn't have Western Stars on there. But, um, but as, you know, I completed the list, Western Stars came out or had come out. So I, I and I, I really actually really, really love that album. So I, I definitely wanted to include something on there and it, it felt, um, you know, appropriate maybe even just to put it on. And as I did, I put um, uh, uh, Hello Sunshine at, at number 50. But um, after that, you know, looking at the songs, you know, uh, you know, I, I would sort of put them in a bit of an order. Um, but knowing full well that the songs that are going to be sort of towards the the top part um, are going to be the ones that that have a lot more meaning to me. And as you were picking your songs and writing, Mm -hmm. did, did you learn anything uh, about, you know, like, did you discover new things about his music or more things about your feelings with him? I, yes, I, I, I would certainly say so. Uh, you know, I, I think 
Well, I, I, there, there's part that, you know, I, I can find myself relating to it. And of course, you know, he, he's also since written his biography. So there's things there that you can relate to. And there's things that I, I'm, I don't relate to, like his relationship with his father. Um, that, that's something totally foreign to me. My relationship with my father is, is completely different, you know, and, and I, you can see, you know, through the songs and again, looking at them again at this point in time, you see that relationship throughout. Um, and, you know, of course, it helps to have the book and, and, and his show on Broadway to sort of make that clear. But uh, you really see that evident um, through his music. Yeah, you know, one of the things I like about your list is um, you you did a really diverse thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I Wish I Was Blind is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a couple other songs that um, that you would you would think maybe wouldn't be on there as much. Um, mm-hmm. And so I really like that. I think the diversity is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it's, it, um, you know, there are certain songs that, that just jumped out, you know, um, and it's, it's funny, uh, you know, with the diversity, you know, there are, there are a f- more than a few songs um, from albums that, that may, would not necessarily have gotten chosen, but, um, you know, I really enjoyed those songs and, you know, they might have a little bit of meaning from the time that, you know, I first heard them, but at the same time too, um, different things sort of, uh, really impress upon me, uh, within the music or, or how it's played. I really like, uh, or love, I wish I were blind, uh, played live for the MTV plug special. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I love his solos, um, you know, and the way he plays his music, it's almost the same way he sings, you know, it's, it's, there's just a, such a passion in there and, and the guitar solo with I Wish I Were Blind at the end uh, for the, for the live uh, album is, is just, it, it just tells a story itself. And, and I, I love that. So, um, uh, because I read your blog, I understand you tied uh, a little bit of Bruce to your children. Yes, I did. Yeah. So, so they, explain that. And then I want to know how hard of a discussion was that with your lovely bride? <laughs> so uh, they're middle names. Then uh, they have two middle names. So um, my, uh, my son, our firstborn, Isaac, uh, his, his his first middle name is Donald after me, and then his second is Bruce. Okay. And then uh, Hannah, uh, our second, uh, my daughter. Uh, her her first middle name is Janet after both of her grandmothers, um, and then uh, Rosie uh, after Rosalita. Nice. Uh, we we needed to find something that we could work out. Now, in terms of the discussion with my wife, um, it, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't say it was too difficult. I, I think she understood <laughs> my passion for the music and, and uh, for Bruce um, and that, it, you know, that it is important. I, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I, I don't want to dismiss it at all. I, I think it would be silly at this point for me to say, you know, that uh, Bruce Springsteen and his music isn't is an important part of my life. It is. So uh, she really understood that. And, uh, and so adding that and, and putting those there, um, or, or as part of their name uh, wasn't really all that difficult. And, and, and in fact, you know, even in talking with, you know, friends and family, uh, most people didn't even really bat an eye. I think they understood me and, and, and understood that, that that was something that uh, 
uh, seemed inevitable. Well, and I think what's kind of cool, uh, Donnie, right, is you're, you know, you're doing two middle names. So, you know, there you can technically only 25% of the name is Bruce influence. <laughs> the other 75%, we can do whatever we want, right? So I think that's fair. For that's sure. pretty cool. Um, I, uh, that's, that's very interesting. Um, when we were having our son, um, way back in 89, when Chris was due, um, we, I, as I talked about, I love the Beach Boys. And so I was obsessed with Brian Wilson. He was my first passion. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to name Chris, um, Brian, but Brian was uh, my wife's first boyfriend, and yeah. that later, um, you know, found out he was gay, and they and she's like, "There's just too many memories with Brian. Like, mm -hmm. can we do something else?" And so, um, so we ended up on Chris uh, because with your last name is Jackson, a lot of names are just immediately you can't do Andrew. <laughs> you can't no. do Michael, you know, <laughs> you can't do Reggie, you know, oh, so, yeah. yeah, so, and I certainly didn't want him to put it with Jesse again. I did not want another, uh, my father was a Jesse Jackson and I was like, no, 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 we don't need three <laughs> generations of civil rights leaders. So, yes. <laughs> so sure. you, you know, you've kind of talked about this, but share a little bit, what are, some songs that have meant a lot to you that have played a part of your life and kind of maybe your family life. Um, share and tell me a few stories about that. Well, I, I think um, one that I'll, you know, I'd point out is uh, if I should fall behind. Um, it was, it was one that, you know, again, you know, I, I really liked right from the start. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my dad. Um, he really liked the song. And, you know, said that, you know, th that's a song that you play at a wedding and that kind of stuck with me, um, you know, and, and as I met my wife and, um, you know, we began dating, uh, one of the things that, that we connected early on um, was Bruce Springsteen. She had heard me playing it. We met at work and uh, I was allowed to play music at work. Um, so I, I played his albums quite a bit, as you can imagine. And uh, she took a liking to it. And uh, as we kept talking, because I had moved away for a bit um we we would talk about his music uh, and apparently she would play it well uh when she was still there um but so that song had always stuck with with me and and as we started dating and and things got serious um you know we we would hear it and you know when we started to talk about marriage and getting and and, and getting married um, that song was was one that we eyeballed as uh, to be our song, our first song. And uh, sure enough, of course, uh, you know, it really w wasn't much of a, you know, discussion uh, when it came time to, to pick a song that we would dance to for our first song. That was the song. But I all, but there's a second part to that song, too, that, that I really love, especially, uh, you know, coming from the reunion tour, where it becomes about family, you know, about his relationship with with the E Street Band. And um, that, that part also sticks with me, you know, it, it, it for me, it, it sort of stands up as, as a song about, um, my family, you know, with my wife and, and our kids and our dog, um, that, that part, uh, you know, I, I really sort of, sort of 
see the song as, as a story about our family. Um, in terms of some of the other songs that, that stand so, out. Just for a moment, Donnie, I, and, um, first off, absolutely agree with you. I often will, when someone I know is getting married, I will uh, quote the lyrics of, um, you know, way for, you know, that song, um, mm-hmm. if I fall behind, because I think it is as a good of description of marriage as there is, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, the verses when they talk about, you know, each lover walks differently and they know how rough this life can be. Um, I think it's just really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I really love that you brought up, Donnie, is, um, you know, that scene, like when it's live in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Or where they're, they each take a verse mm-hmm. and they each sing. And, you know, one of the things that I th- makes that so unique is um, Bruce doesn't share the stage very much as far mm-hmm. as lead vocals. Like he never looks over, Niels, you take one, you know, and, and Niels do a solo song or, hey, little yeah. Steven, um, you know, let's do, I don't want to go home. You know, it is Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. It is his songs, it's his music and his world. And to share that line with each of them singing it, mm-hmm. um, I think is a really special moment. And it does kind of make the song, as you said so eloquently, it's more than just a love song. It is a song about family and being mm-hmm. there for each other. So well done, sir. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. No, yeah. Yeah, it, it, that, that I, I had heard about it, um, you know, when they were making their, their tour there, the reunion yeah. tour. And uh, it was just so excited to see it in person. And, and yeah, it was incredibly moving, um, you know, to, to yeah. see it in person. So please continue. I, I, I cut you off. You're going oh, to another song. So yeah, but so similarly, um, and this song has changed over the years. Uh, Brilliant disguise. Uh, that one, I've always loved. I, I love the story that's told within the song. I, I love that kind of twist at the end where you know he he turns it to about himself. Um, you know, and and that the, the song is really about the doubts he has in himself. And how he's foisting them upon his the partner or the, the person within the song. Um, that so I always liked that story. Um, it never really spoke to me because you know I was pretty young at the time and relationships just weren't that serious. It didn't take on those types of connotations. But over time, that did start. You know, I did start to see those types of things, you know, within me and, and my life and my relationships. Um, and, you know, some of those insecurities, too, and, and, and pushing them upon, you know, the people that you're with. Um, but the one thing that, that, that really stood about, the, about that song, especially recently, was how he, he talked about that song um, for his Broadway show. And I really, you know, that whole show I was struck by. Um, it, it's incredibly powerful and moving uh, for him to tell that story. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he brings Patty on, on, on stage and they, you know, he, he talks about, you know, 
part partnership and you know trust uh, being such a big part of that and and having someone with you um, to walk you know similar to if I should fall behind you know through this journey together uh, and, and really needing that person or having that person uh, and being able to trust them so that they can see more of you or the whole of you um, and, and that really spoke to me uh, that that came at a time when I first saw that, uh, you know, moving through a rougher period in my life where I had a lot of doubts and uh, it, it, I, I was coming out on, on, on the other end, on the other side of that. Um, so seeing that that night, uh, that really spoke to me. Um, and of course, having um, a partner like that as well, who, who I could trust and, and really reveal more of myself to and feel comfortable in doing so. Um, which was, of course, uh, you know, such a big help to help me get through uh, such a such a tough period. Um, and and the thing that that I really, uh, I guess, that really sticks with me about that is that, you know, watching that night, and as I said, it, it's a very powerful, very moving, uh, you know, show. Um, you know, and and I was, I was, I was really moved and, and really struck by him saying that uh, and, and talking about that. And uh, you know, th then they sing the song, which in an of itself is so powerful and moving. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I was, I was, it was really emotional. Uh, so the song ends and, uh, you know, where my wife is at one side of the room and I'm, I'm at the other and uh, I hadn't really noticed, but as the song ended, my wife was right beside me and gave me a nice little kiss, you know, just to sort of recognize the moment. And, and uh, you know, that, that's, that's really uh, stuck with me. Yeah. I, I had a guest say, and this is, gosh, probably 50, 60 episodes ago. He said, you can't really appreciate Tunnel of Love till you've had your heart broken a couple of times. And I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I think you at least have to have been in a relationship for a while. And, and maybe they didn't break your heart, but you see how hard a relationship is. Oh, for sure. Um, and then when you when you throw in his autobiography and he talks about his first marriage and how he's sitting there at dinner with her staring at this beautiful you know uh, woman who adores him and all he can think of is you know sooner or later she's going to figure out that I'm not what you know what I'm supposed to be she's going to mm -hmm. realize that you know, this is, I'm not worthy of her. And that honesty and that came across in Tunnel of Love, you mm -hmm. know, that whole album. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Just a wonderful uh, song and, and so powerful. I agree with you. It is a beautiful um, scenes when, um, you know, Patty joins him for those two songs. Mm -hmm. um, just really, really great. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, how about, um, are the, are the, are the kids Springsteen fans? Uh, they're, they're finding their way. I think they, okay. they, uh, they, they certainly know their dad likes it a lot. Um, yeah. but they're, you know, they're, they're finding their own things. I think you know, my daughter uh, really enjoys pop music. Mm -hmm. uh, my son is a huge Beatles fan. Uh, okay. 
we, you know, again, similar to my dad, I, you know, I want to put a lot of music on a little, a sure. things, but somehow the Beatles ca- caught his, uh, caught his ear and uh, he, he's huge into the Beatles. Yeah. His, but his musical taste continues to evolve too. It, it's really fascinating to watch it, you know, um, it's I, I really appreciate though the way that he he's taken to the Beatles, uh, which is you know sure more, I mean yeah yeah they're older than than Bruce <laughs> so. yeah exactly yeah I didn't know if there was maybe um, you know a couple of songs or something when they were younger they enjoyed hearing that you know kind of the same way you loved Born in the USA you know they might love Hungry Heart or you know uh, Dancing in the Dark or Waiting on a Sunny Day just something that's a catchy pop song that they might like you to you know to play over and over again so that happens sometimes oh for sure and and not like and, and not like i think they you know i've played those songs for them and they they definitely do like them um but the one that stands out um is is when isaac was was just very young still um so not quite one um wrecking ball came out and uh he was on jimmy fallon uh, the week before, I think the release and, uh, did, uh, like, I think he was there the whole week. And so he did a few songs in, including the, the song Wrecking Ball. And, um, I remember recording it and watching it that night and then watching it the next day. And, uh, was, and as I was watching it the next day, um, Isaac was, was upset crying, uh, before I had put it on and I'm like, okay, okay. I just want to put the song on again and, and, and watch this and hopefully he'll settle down. And as I put it on, he, he stopped crying uh, <laughs> and he seemed to be engaged with the song. And this went on for, I would say probably at least another year where whenever he would get upset, I could put that song on and he seemed to stop. He seemed to be, you know, taken with the song and, uh, and it seemed to calm him down. So that was really interesting. That was a treat for a little while. Yeah, that's great. And I could see that, right? Like that, you know, give me your best shot. Let's see what you've got, you know, that, and that there is that drama in that, right? Like that you can just, you can see in your mind and hear Max slamming on the cymbals and the drums and, uh, you know, um, so yeah, I could see how that would be a fun song uh, to hear and to, you know, engage someone. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. So um, I meant to ask, I, I usually do this earlier, but how are you guys doing with the pandemic? We're doing pretty good. Um, things are relatively okay. I mean, just like everywhere else, we're having, uh, you know, that second wave come through up here. Um, I, I don't know how it is relative to, you know, various places within within the United States, but um, we're, we're managing and, and personally here in the house, we're, we're doing pretty good. Uh, the kids are, are doing the homeschooling, uh, just felt it was better, safer. Um, you know, we're both in a lucky position, me and my wife, to be able to work from home. Um, so we're really managing. We have family nearby. We, we see them, you know, not as, as much uh, as we would like or the way that we would like, but uh, at least we're still uh, seeing them and, and everyone's healthy, knock on wood. But uh, yeah, it, it, it seems to be, you know, managing, you know, day by day as, as, as most are. How did you guys handle Thanksgiving up there? Um, we kind of did things, uh, you know, as best we could. Um, you know, there was some Zooming. Uh, you know, uh, my brother made, uh, made a turkey and then we were all able to 
pick pick some of the turkey up and take it home and, and, and have some of that. So, I mean, there's, there's still the sharing of a meal, which was, which was wonderful. Um, and that's really how it worked out. Um, now, mind you, I, I don't know that everyone followed those same guidelines because I think what they're fearing <laughs> down uh, for you guys uh, this week uh, has really come to pass up here. Uh, mm. That's what really, I think, not to scare folks, but that's what I think they're, they're really tying to what we're now seeing in terms of numbers. Yeah, we're, um, and, and as we're recording this, uh, listeners, um, this is the Tuesday night before Thanksgiving here in the U S and by the time this will be December when it comes out probably. Uh, and, um, so we're being very careful. It's, uh, my wife and I, our adult son, is coming over and he had been um he didn't move he would spent most of covid you know the original of 2020 like he was still living with us and he didn't move out to like september mm-hmm. and um so he's coming back and then he has a neighbor that has nowhere to go and so chris mm-hmm. asked like okay you know how do you feel and we're like well it's only one person yeah let's bring him on mm-hmm. um so it's just going to be the four of us but, um, you know, we'll, we'll call a bunch of family and, you know, we'll do some Zoom calls and we'll kind of, you know, make sure. But we're trying just to be as safe as we can um, because it, this is scary. Yeah. And, and it's, it is. And I, I agree with you. And it's, it's scary to hear that um, you see that people ignoring social distancing and getting together can really result in uh, an uptick in things and, you know, and I'll get off this shortly, Donnie, but it being safe should not be political. No. Right. Like this has nothing to do. There's a couple of conservative guys here in Dallas, you know, in the Texas, like you're trying to take away Thanksgiving. No, I'm trying to keep you safe. This is crazy. So yes, absolutely. Um, all right. So, uh, I gotta know, what do you think a letter to you? I, I really enjoy it. I, I'm really enjoying it. It, it. it takes a while for, uh, you know, like, and it, it obviously gets repeated listening, um, you know, to find, you know, which of those songs that, that uh, you know, are, are really going to start to, you know, now form, you know, part of our, my playlists, you know, yeah. mixtapes back in the day or CDs. But uh, yeah, no, I, I love it a lot. I, I love the, um, the, the, uh, the, um, the movie uh, that he made to go along with it. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah. It, it was great to see how they did it, you know, sort of kind of uh, in, in the old school kind of way uh, altogether. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, I love that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I was wondering how um, Jake would sound, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, it was great. Uh, you know, what was interesting, right. Is letter to you. You don't see Jake. Yeah, you know, and you're wondering, like, okay, was Jake Don involved? And then, even when they did ghosts, um, it almost looked like he was at a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, when you're watching it, you know, they talk about, um, you know, Jake Clemens, his first time recording with the E Street Band, and all of a sudden, it hit me, it is mm-hmm. like, even though he's toured with them, 
they had not gone in the studio and worked on an album together. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was interesting. I miss Susie. I wanted Susie in the crowd. I just yeah. like, you know, uh, I'm sure she'll win when they tour, she'll be back in. But I was like, could you not found a little bit of a fiddle part for her? I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I enjoyed her contribution. Yeah, absolutely. So um, any f- songs that stand out from the album? Um, it's hard, hard to say. I mean, I, I, okay. I really enjoy Letter to You. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I think that's the one right now uh, that, that, that I, I play a lot. So. Okay. Very nice. All right. So when, Donnie, we get another tour, mm-hmm. be it, 2021-2022 are there songs that you haven't heard yet that you want to hear him do live what are you chasing uh well uh living proof uh is is a song i've not heard him play um, okay not one he plays a lot I, that that's from you know uh, the lucky town human touch right um but it, it, it's number two on my list it, it, it's very much one of my favorite songs um I, i'd love to hear that um mm-hmm. i've i've heard gosh just about everything else okay it's interesting um you know i haven't been to as many concerts as, as as so many but uh somehow i've been able to hear just about every song um that you know that i love uh you that's know some great. of the of love songs would be great but um, yeah uh, you know, I understand too that it, they're hard to work in. Sometimes they're hard to play with the band too. Sure, that that's good. good. Very nice. Um, okay, Donnie, what have I not asked you that I should have? Uh, I mean, I mean, my my favorite song. Uh, it, it is Thunder Road. Um, that one. Uh, that one hasn't changed uh, over the years. That one. I've always loved whether it's just the song itself, um, you know, and then and falling in love with the story uh, that's told, and then and then starting to relate to it, uh, you know, and I, and I tell that story w- within um, the list and, and the blog mm-hmm. um, about how I, I sort of been able to find myself in that song, um, and uh, it really just has stuck with me over the years. Okay, very nice. If someone wants to find you, where, how they can find the blog? At the moment, the blog is really just about that. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, I haven't added to it with anything yet. Okay. Uh, it looks like the place to be, ca.wordpress.blog2. That's the one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got it. I'll add that to it. Awesome. And I'll, all right. So, Donnie, time for the Mary question. Okay. So in case someone has never heard the podcast before, welcome. Hope mm-hmm. you enjoyed it. Uh, you. But Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area. And mm-hmm. he just recently retired. But um, at, when he was teaching, every year he would have his seniors in his honors English class. They would take two days of the school year and they would break down Thunder Road as a poem. They would go through all the lyrics. They would talk about the imagery used. They would talk about the themes of the song. They would discuss um, this, comparing it to Robert Frost, The Road Not Taken, and other works of literature. And at the end of the two days, 
uh, Jay would ask his class, does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? So, Donnie, yeah. that is your question. Does Mary get in the car at the end of Thunder Road? Absolutely. Absolutely she does. There's just too much uh, uh, that he's put out there uh, on the line that, uh, for her not to get in that car. Very nice. That, that, there you go. That's great. Uh, are, you on also, are you on social media at all? I am. Uh, I am on Twitter. Okay. Donnie MG 76. That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> I don't have a huge presence. No, no, no. That's, that's, hey, plenty of times they don't have anything at all. So good. Well, any final thoughts you want to share with, uh, to me or the listeners? Uh, no, thank you for, for having me. Um, you know, I, I do listen to the podcast. Uh, so I really appreciate this. Uh, you know, I was just sort of wanting to get to see what people might've thought of the blog. And, uh, so I really do appreciate this. Uh, I wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you very much, sir. I, I really appreciate you joining me. Um, it, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that every Springsteen fan has a story to share, and I think you're a perfect example of that. And mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope you and your lovely family remain safe and during this this crazy time. So, thank you for joining me, listeners. You stay safe. Remember, social distance. Wash your hands, wear a mask, and let's all be good to each other because right now everyone could use a little extra time, uh, tenderness. But for now, we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at SetLustingBruce, and my personal Twitter is at DFW. We have a website, www.SetLustingBruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. Set Listing Bruce. Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.